0: I was always a happy kid. I played baseball for 15 years. I made sure I knew everybody in school. I made sure they knew me. I hung out with friends every weekend and I looked forward to each and every day. But then I grew up and the days got harder. I didn't feel myself. I didn't feel wanted. I felt alone like nobody was there for me. Even in crowded rooms, it felt like I had nobody. It was just one bad thing after another and I spiraled downhill life felt out of control the happy kid died and i just felt empty and there are days where i still do i'm now a junior in college months away from turning 21 and for the past five years or so i've been searching for that happy kid every day is a struggle i just try and take things day by day but i'm working towards it the fact of the matter is a lot of men my age are searching for that kid too that happy kid that they once were According to the CDC, men make up nearly 80% of all suicides in the United States. It's the second leading cause of death among 10 to 34 year olds, and while men do make up nearly four-fifths of suicides in the United States, they often underutilize mental health services. Why is this? Why don't men try and get help? Why is it so rare for men to have a platform to share their feelings, express what they've gone through, and you know, talk in a forum where they can have support? I'm Nick Galley, and this podcast is that platform. This is episode one of Bro, Let's Talk, where you'll hear men's mental health battles, their experiences, and professional analysis on how you can go out and find that happy kid again. Now, if you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts or tendencies, depression, anxiety, any mental health issues at all, you can always call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-82. On episode one today, I talked with Tom Moghry. He's a junior at Marquette University, 21 years old. He's almost done his college career. He's from Illinois, so he didn't have to travel all that far to come up to Marquette. He's loved baseball his entire life. He's seen every episode of The Office too many times to count. And he definitely drank way too much on his 21st birthday, as most 21-year-olds do. But at this time last year, Tom wasn't even sure if he would make it to C21. Last year, around, I'll say June or July,
1: uh, you know, kind of started taking a turn for, for the worse. I saw a doctor to get pills for anxiety, and that was cool. Thought that would help, thought I'd get better. Didn't help, didn't get better. (laughs) Those pills probably been worse, honestly. Um, And just from from that June or July, whenever it was, all the way until about uh, early October, mid-October, was when things were really, really rough for me. Didn't want to get out of bed, didn't want to go to class. Wasn't doing anything, really, with my free time. I think there's, like, a span there where I was, like, ordering, like, pizza every, like, every weekend because I didn't care about money. Like, I didn't really it's just, it's awful to say but like i really didn't plan on being around for too much longer so money wasn't really an object to me
0: despite these feelings tom still enjoyed life itself things like being around people student teaching being with family but at the end of the day he just couldn't get the negative thoughts out of his head to be you know 100%
1: honest here, like last year i kind of hinted at like didn't plan on being around much longer um and that and you know, some stuff happened and whatnot that made me, I don't, I, don't go, I don't want to go into detail with that, but some stuff happened that made me realize, you know, it's not that I don't want to be here. It's just that I want to stop feeling like this. It has nothing to do with me actually like being on earth and being around people. Like, I love that part. It's just, it's. I want to stop feeling shitty. And so it's just a, a reminder and it's like looking at it and thinking about it. I want to get better. Like, I still do enjoy life and whatnot.
0: Um, it's just I want to get this feeling of shittiness, you know, away from me. With a long-term solution seeming like the only remedy for a short-term problem, Tom held it in. He talked with some friends and family, but made sure not to mention the full extent of the thoughts he was having. He didn't reach out for professional help either.
1: As far as going to actually see somebody, I mean, I thought about it, but I don't know. I, I, I honestly, I probably should have, but I just I could not wrap my head around the idea of like spilling out my problems to someone else I didn't know and I don't know would it have been better for me to to do that yeah probably
0: and this is where one of the many problems lies when it comes to men's mental health feeling like a burden not wanting to put your problems on someone else remaining reserved and society does in fact play a role in causing men to keep these feelings in
1: I think there was just enough societal influence to kind of make it a personal decision if that makes sense
0: I spoke with Stephen Saunders, chair of the psychology department at Marquette. He is also a professor who has done research on mental health service delivery systems, which essentially focuses on who needs mental health treatment and what the best way to obtain that treatment is. He said that the feeling of being a burden is actually quite common.
2: You do hear that a lot, that this is going to burden people. I've I've seen thousands of patients for counseling. And when I ask, they all, you know, they they they, they feel bad for me that I am seeing them. And uh, that's one thing about, no one does that with their medical doctor, but with a therapist, it's like they feel bad for me because they are burdening me with their problems. Whereas, you know, if you just think about that a little bit, you know, it, it wouldn't be possible for someone to be a therapist if they took that burden on with every patient that they saw. I mean, I, I you couldn't do it. You could see one person a week or two a week, and then you'd be exhausted and so down. Not how it works.
0: It is never easy to talk about the bad things in your life. Never. But for men, it is especially hard. In an article by Healthline, Dr. Raymond Hobbs was interviewed, and Hobbs said that men see depression as a sign of weakness, The article also noted that men also feel more pressure to always come off as strong. So if no men are talking about their issues, how in the world do we get them to realize that they are all kind of going through similar struggles?
2: This is not a solution, but all I can think of is get a 100,000 men in a stadium and just tell them, you know, hey, don't don't be stupid. Um, Everyone's going through this. And uh, talk to each other about this, and let's all agree that this is okay for us to do. The short answer is to have guys talking to guys, and realizing you know that this is something that can be talked about. You know, it isn't something to to be ashamed of. You know, it's 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 uh, you know, it's a stressful world. It's a stressful time. You know, maybe maybe you know this this pandemic that we're confronting. Maybe one of the positive things that will come out of it is the you know, the greater discussion about the stress that everyone's under and that it's really taking a toll on people's mental health, not just women, but, but men as well.
0: As for Tom, he continues to work on himself every single day. Does he still have bad days? Yes, of course. I mean, he's a Chicago Bears fan, so you bet he's still going to have bad days. He's, he's going to have to get used to those. With that being said... The good days are outnumbering the bad ones yeah no so i'm, I'm feeling great now uh it,
1: it has literally been a complete 180 from where i was a year ago taking time to focus on yourself like taking a lot of time to focus on you and yourself is i mean i can't stress enough how important that is
0: thanks for joining me for episode one of the podcast and big thanks to tom for sharing his story and another big thanks to dr saunders for providing some professional insight on men's mental health and society's view of it join me next episode for another story that can hopefully inspire you to get out of the hole if you found yourself in one and if you're a man and you're struggling don't do it in silence i mean bro let's talk we'll see you guys next time